podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge. Uh, today we're going to be breaking down season one, episode 14 of Hannah Montana. It's called New Kid in School. And I'm joined today by returning guest, Alana Feynman. Hello, Alana. Hello. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> happy to have you back. Happy to have you back for this episode. <laughs> So we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but this episode must have been like one of my favorite ones when I was like a kid because every new thing that happened in this, I was like, oh my God, that's right. I so clearly remember this moment. Um, was that like kind of a similar experience for you? It was exactly a similar, like it down to the word that was exactly my, I didn't <laughs> realize that everything was so like viscerally connected mm-hmm, <laughs> to mm-hmm. something in my brain especially the very end and I think we'll get to it but there were some key images that I had like a physical reaction to <laughs> because I had repressed it so deeply <laughs> but they, mm-hmm. it was there that memory was there all right <laughs> well this is this is a fun uh episode this is uh I I'm very excited because this is the beginning of the Jake Ryan arc um, which was probably my favorite part of Hannah Montana back in the day. I I wasn't like a Jake Ryan stan or anything, but I did love like all of his episodes. He's a cute boy. They clearly saved some good material for when they like would finally bring in like a legit love interest for Miley. Um, and I think they go about it in a fun way. I think this episode <laughs> sets things up in a fun way. Um, even though, as again, we mentioned uh, before we started recording, uh, Jake Ryan ends up, you think he's the A-plot, and then he's kind of not the A-plot. He kind of just brings about the A-plot. Yeah, he's a strong, like, first half of the episode. He mm-hmm. gets a strong, like, eight minutes of screen time, and then that's it. <laughs> that's it from him. <laughs> this is also the episode that has the famous... Uh, line from him that's been going around a lot on the internet of him saying no Mr. Trump you're fired <laughs> who knew that he would be the prophet of our generation <laughs> <laughs> he really he really is and he he has some great lines in this when did they call the election it was like a week ago from when we we're recording this right yeah it was just like under six a week. days since Joe Biden was called Yes, and uh, the thing is that this episode will not be coming out to our listeners until well into December. So amazing! <laughs> so but that's knows? why it's just so topical right now on November thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah, it, it's been all over the internet, and I will bring it back to everyone's attention with this uh, episode of my show. Um, <laughs> Jake Ryan, American prophet. <laughs> I was I was saying to Kayla the other day that like I feel like Cody Lindley who plays Jake Ryan I feel like he probably has enough free time that he'd want to be on the show right like he'd probably he, we could 100%. probably get him right I think that we honestly we could make that happen <laughs> I'm committed to making that happen for you <laughs> well thank you I appreciate your volunteering to lead the charge on that one but I. I would love to have Cody Lindley on this show. I think that'd be so great. Um, I, I honestly think that like a lot of the side characters from Hannah Montana, I feel like we could probably pull them, right? Like we could probably. <laughs> <Yeah>, could. <laughs> There's a universe where based, because I follow Emily Osmond mm-hmm. and I also saw her show Young and Hungry. I like followed that show pretty closely when that was happening on like the CW or wherever that was or Freeform or whatever. Mm-hmm. She seems like the kind of person that would be just like fun enough to jump on for an episode or two of this. Like she feels (laughs) like she would do that. I, I would love it so much. I would love to get an actual person that worked on this show on to give us, you know, the behind the scenes scoop um, and talk us through like what it's like doing a show as like zany as this one. (laughs) Yeah. And being like nine when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, now that we've gotten that all out of the way, I suppose we can start talking about the episode (laughs) itself. (laughs) Um, So we basically opened by finding out that a TV star is going to start going to Miley and Lily's school. Um, And 
both Lily and Oliver are like, can you believe it? We're going to be having class with a celebrity. And Miley's like, um, hello. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, if I were her, I'd be a little offended. But they also do make the point that like, well, when you're Miley, it's like, you know, you're just Miley. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure like... It's I oh no I remember it very clearly because uh, Oliver does the thing where he gets like a centimeter up to her face and is like we're going to be this close to a celebrity and Miley's like what am I a grilled cheese sandwich and <laughs> Lily's like when you're Miley you might as well be <laughs> people on H- Hannah Montana love to uh, compare people to grilled cheese sandwiches um, this is not the first time that someone has compared themselves or somebody else to a grilled cheese sandwich. That's funny because when I think of like the foods that don't matter, that's not the one that comes to mind for me. No, grilled cheese is excellent. Yeah, it's like an enjoyable (laughs) experience. I enjoy my time with a grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just so they don't have to say like, what am I, chopped liver? I, I, I guess you're right because like that is what the saying is. Are they trying to just make it like West Coast, like surfer trash version? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> is is, is like chopped a, liver is that a thing? Too, is that a stereotype? I was, is chopped liver too like East Coast, like New York? I don't know. <laughs> I just to we assign never know. geography to foods, but I don't know. Point is, I feel like grilled <laughs> cheese matters more than they make it matter in this. It matters to me. <laughs> I I agree. I'm with you. Um, Mr. Corelli, the drama teacher, is back. Um, I love him. I'm glad that he is a returning uh, slash recurring character. That's the Although Jack is- Black adjacent. Yes. Teacher, right? Yeah. With a thumb which is, ring. Which is the analogy I made when he showed up. Yeah. Like, this guy clearly <laughs> wants to be Jack Black so badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although he he's not teaching drama in this. He appears to be teaching English. And next out. That he would do both. Right. And he's also incredibly starstruck um, when Jake Ryan arrives, which checks out because Mr. Corelli is almost definitely a failed actor. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> he he has the biggest failed actor vibes I have ever seen. Um, <laughs> and so we find out that Jake Ryan is the star of the TV show Zombie High, He later mentions that uh, Jake was, or Jake later mentions that he had been nominated for an Emmy at one point. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Sure. I was like, really? Somebody on a show called Zombie High was nominated for an Emmy? (laughs) Sure. I've seen you do the line readings for the people at school. I have reason to believe that it's more like a Kids' Choice Award. (laughs) (laughs) I have reason to believe that that's maybe him stretching the truth a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also is Tween Magazine's Hottie of the Year, which very much checks out. (laughs) Well, I had a note about this. Like, I I guess if it was Tween Magazine, I guess that was the thing I was missing. Because I was like, how much can you talk about teenagers being hot? You know, like, how kosher is that? Can you award, like, a 16-year-old Hottie of the Year? Are you? Can you morally do that? But I guess if it's um, Tween Weekly, that's different. Yeah, if if it's if it's in like a teen magazine, then by all means. Um, but I would say if you're under eighteen, that's not going to happen in like a normal magazine, unless it's like I don't know, like ranking models or something. Yeah, <laughs> because a lot of mean, models are underage. <laughs> it would mean that Jake Ryan has not gotten like. The amount of shelter that Hannah Montana is, because you know how Hannah Montana is like a 14-year-old age-appropriate pop star? Seems Mm -hmm. like Jake Ryan's been thrust into the adult world a little quicker than her. But if it's a tween magazine, then who cares, right? (laughs) Yeah, and and it does seem like his show, like the demo, is mostly, well... I was going to say something, but then what this episode tells us complicates that because I was going to say the demo for his show seems like it would be teen girls and therefore it would make sense to really market him as like a heartthrob. Um, But literally everyone in the HMU is fawning over Jake Ryan, including adults, including janitors. Like it's, he seems to be incredibly famous to everyone. 
Maybe he really did get nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Zombie High is actually really good. Maybe it's like maybe his a TV show presence. that adults can enjoy too. <laughs> yeah, maybe his stage presence is just so good. <laughs> that <Well>, it transcended. <laughs> yeah, people are always coming up to him and like asking him to say his like catchphrase, I guess, from the show, which is dude, I slayed you once. Don't make me slay you again. Sounds like an Emmy worthy dialogue uh point. <laughs> um cleaned up at the Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> well, I liked that you said Kids Choice Awards earlier because that means that like he couldn't even get a Teen Choice Award. Yeah. <laughs> he had to settle for a Kids Choice Award. He got slimed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got slimed. Do you think Nickelodeon exists in the Hannah Montana universe because it's a Disney show? That's a great question. I hope it does. I hope it does. I mean, I mean, technically I, it's competition. Oh God. I hope it does. And I hope, <laughs> but I hope it's shitty. You know, I hope that because it exists in the Disney universe, it's like they rewrite it to be like the worst network on TV. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> they like bring up kids choice awards on Hannah Montana and someone's like, Oh, that shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Who would ever want to be on that dreck? (laughs) I mean, on that note, though, just in general, the idea of like being a A A-list celebrity and having to go on the Kids' Choice Award and like get slimed on TV. That sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Why would you do that on purpose? Why was that a thing? Why was that a gimmick? (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, a thing that, like, all of these, like, middle-aged celebrities who were, like, famous enough with kids had to go on there and get slimed. And they had to, like, pick, Why? They had to, like, pick out what clothes they were going to wear to get slimed in. I'd be, like, no. Like, hard pass. You think the slime kids. is, like, water-soluble and, like, washes out very easily? It would have to be. It would have to be, like, fully non-toxic. It would have to be, you what know? What do you think it's made out of? Um, I hope... I could Google it. Um. We are so far removed from from what's going on. And I like, I'm like in the mood to just go on whatever tangent comes up for us today. So I know that this is not correct. But my first instinct, like my gut instinct was that like, you know, when you make like slime in elementary school and it's basically yes. like Elmer's glue and then like Borox or whatever that's called. And then like, yes, I I was a nanny to a teen girl not that long ago, and she was obsessed with making slime. It seems like it would be something like that, but it would have to be a little but more. It's liquid. not really liquid. Yeah, it's it's like relatively solid. Yeah, it would have to be something that's not too sticky and liquidy enough, but like enough to still have slime-ish consistency. Let me just Google it really quick. What is the Nickelodeon <laughs> slime made out of? <laughs> It is like the second thing that comes up if I type in what is the Nick. It already knows. Um, it's typically comprised of only two <laughs> ingredients. Oh my god! <laughs> I need mean, one coloring. <laughs> yep. Um, it was revealed to MTV News in 2015 that slime was made up of vanilla pudding and green food coloring, and that's it. No way! Wow. I guess that makes sense now that I think about it. But that that would not come out of clothing easily. But this is here. That was from Seventeen um, magazine from Vox.com. <laughs> um, it says the most common green slime recipe used, according to Matthew Clickstein, slimed has been cream of wheat, green food coloring and baby shampoo. That makes sense to me. <laughs> that hits all the things that's like non-toxic. Um, you know, tear free <laughs> can get in your eyes and you won't die. <laughs> It washes off okay because it's part soap, you know? I bet the vanilla pudding slime smells really good, though. Yeah. I bet you, like, enjoy the way you smell after getting slimed. Yeah, I hope they have showers readily available. Because <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> like, imagine being Katy Perry. Who I know has gotten slimed multiple times. Her whole thing is like outrageous costumes. But when you know you're going to get slimed, how do you maintain the brand? 
just walk out in like a gunny sack yeah <laughs> just walk out in like a trash bag is what i would do like a rain poncho put a, put a poncho yeah <laughs> i will not be made a fool today <laughs> all right well we've discovered your official position should you ever get nominated for a kid's choice award the position is don't i won't attend <laughs> i want to have somebody not on your behalf <laughs> not with the kids <laughs> oh my gosh okay well, Nickelodeon, do you feel sufficiently roasted today? Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jake Ryan. <laughs> Miley thinks that Jake is extremely full of himself um, after, you know, he's actually shown up. Before he showed up, she was like, we need to treat him normally. It must be so difficult for him coming in here. And as soon as she like actually sees him in action, she's like, okay, this dude is milking his fame for all it's worth. He's super annoying. Um, I think she's only half right um, from what we actually see. I think he just doesn't really know how to be normal. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I think like, he's probably been famous it. for a very long time. And so once Jake arrives into their classroom, a Hollywood reporter just like walks in. She just is on school grounds. No, no visitor pass. No (laughs) sort of like intervention from the school. And she seems to like be in residency there kind of all week, um, which I thought was odd. Her name is Bree Samuels, but she has a middle name that I... I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because the joke is that it's like complicated and hard to say. Yeah. The joke is that she's Asian at the end of the day, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) which like based on my research with uh, watching Wizards of Waverly Place is a thing that Disney likes to do. The joke is that they're not white. Yeah. Common theme. Yeah. We've mostly been able to avoid that kind of stuff thus far, but I guess we've hit episode 14 and they're like, we need a joke. Give us yep. a joke. It's just like a cheap shot. Yeah. Although I did think it was interesting that like she she's only credited on IMDb as being Bree Samuels. But later in the episode, Lily like says her full name. <laughs> um, so like I think people within the HME refer to her as like the full long name. Um, anyway, it doesn't particularly matter. Uh, she is here to be a plot device. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is her only appearance. I She was so familiar to me, though. I remember her entrance so well that I was like, oh, my God, is she in, like, multiple episodes? Is this why she's so familiar to me? And again, it was just like, no, you just watched this episode a shit ton as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I did have to Google because at first I was like, is that Julie Chen, like, host of Big Brother? But it's not. But she looked <laughs> no. familiar. They look similar. Yeah, they clearly were going for that sort of vibe. Yeah. There's also a uh, a boy in their class named Dandruff Danny who I was like, "Oh my god, Dandruff Danny." And he is in more episodes. I remember Dandruff Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the opening is like Jake Ryan shows up and everybody fawns all over him and treats him like the celebrity he is. That's how the opening goes smash cut best of both worlds moving on um (laughs) (laughs) so jake is kind of swarmed by like everyone in the school everywhere he goes which is clearly meant to reinforce why miley prefers to have a secret life but as the episode goes on miley sees that less and less clearly she like i mentioned she really thinks that jake is like hamming things up for attention Jake seems to like Lily a lot. Um, he's very nice to her. Um, <laughs> at one point, all he does is say, hey, sup? And Lily, like, loses her mind. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more that he likes that Lily likes him. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm like, this is where Miley is, like, correct. Like, he is hamming things up a little, but I don't think he really knows how not to. Yeah. I think it's a little more nuanced than Miley makes it out to be. Yeah, but considering that she's 14 and also like an international pop star, I, I, if I were her, I'd be pissed. If I were her, I would absolutely be like, ah, bitch, I'm Hannah Montana. Everyone needs to know. Like, this yeah, today, I would immediately be like, I brought the wig with me to school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she should, she should keep a wig in her backpack just in case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just in case she decides today is the day. <laughs> um, Miley, yeah, Miley, poor girl, goes through, like, a series of, 
annoying incidents. First, she gets knocked over into like one of those big janitor trash bins that they wheel around. Um, it's like a wheelbarrow, but it's for trash and it's in schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. She fell into a dumpster like that poor girl. <laughs> That's um, social suicide in middle school. <laughs> right. And then the janitor um, made Jake like a super locker that's like four lockers and it has a TV and extra shirts. Um, and I guess it displaced Miley because half of it was her locker. And instead of her getting another locker, she is assigned to a space in the boiler room. And the janitor gives her a bag of cheese cubes to reset the mouse traps while she's down there at her locker. <laughs> yeah, that janitor should be fired. <laughs> I would snap. <laughs> yeah, and, and that I, was only the second thing that happened to her. Yeah. <laughs> In the yeah. rule of threes, that was number two. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if Jake is like as good of a guy as he claims to be later, I mean, like, obviously he was excited to have his super locker, which he does not need. Um, no kid needs to like be watching TV standing at their locker. No. Um, and no kid is like changing their shirt throughout the day. I mean, hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if Jake were like really decent, if we're to believe him later in the episode, he would have been like, hey, don't send her down to the boiler room where there are mouse traps. Just like, I don't know, share his locker. Like, yeah, there's got to be one. He should be more sorry because he sees that that was her locker that got messed up for him to have his locker. Like, yeah. I think if I, I, I know we get a lot more of Jake and I do like Jake. However, I'm a little sus that he didn't have more to say in this scene. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think that, like, I wonder if they didn't quite know that he was going to have the arc that he was going to have. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if it was maybe just a one-off to start. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, there is the moment about halfway through where they try to make him a little more three-dimensional, but it does mm-hmm. seem like leading up to it that he's just, like, stuck-up star, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they hadn't committed to him yet. Mm-hmm. I guess we can go ahead and say, like, with, like, the, the like, third thing that really sets Smiley off, that actually sets her off is um i was mad (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're about to take a test in mr corelli's class and um miley's stomach is growling super super loudly because apparently the night before she had some sort of hannah event and she overslept and then couldn't have breakfast so she has like a very thin and small like protein bar that she's trying to eat and mr corelli is like you can't have food in here unless you share with everyone and i'm like this is dumb and taking me back to that dumb rule um (laughs) now that i've like done higher education where you can just like eat during (laughs) class like who cares um and like the thing that makes me mad about it is that like she so her stomach was growling so loudly that the whole class could hear it and Mm -hmm. lily commented on it and oliver commented on it and mr corelli commented on it and was like your stomach is growling super fucking loud so, like, everyone knew that, like, homegirl was starving. And then she yeah. took that, like, the least obtrusive snack in the world <laughs> before a test. It's not like it's a bag of chips or something. It's not like it's loud and going to disturb people during the test. Yeah, and it's, like, a quick little protein bar so that she can take a motherfucking test. And instead of just letting her eat the fuck, it would have taken her 30 seconds to, like, shotgun that baby. And You would have finished it. it before the test started if he hadn't taken it away. Yeah, but it was, like, a whole thing. We have to publicly shame her. And then he takes it and he eats it in class and then she still has to starve. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very frustrating. Jake arrives. The reporter is still there at the school. Um, but Jake arrives and he mentions that he didn't get uh, breakfast because he had a premiere the night before. Um, and he name drops that Natalie Portman, Britney Spears, and Jake Gyllenhaal were all there. And I'm like, what film was this that was premiering? <laughs> That those three people were there and Jake Ryan, that those four people were all at the same event, I thought was funny. (laughs) And he also calls them out for being name droppers as he's name dropping. Amazing. (laughs) I'm glad Jake Gyllenhaal was there. He's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad he still had like a flourishing film career then. (laughs) Yeah. For (laughs) sometimes I just think about Jake Gyllenhaal too hard and I like get emo. 
He was my first like big celebrity crush. Other than he maybe was, Miley he was Cyrus not mine, was but <laughs> <laughs> and I know because I was in eighth grade. It was the end of the year, and we were done with everything, and we were watching October Sky in science class. And I was like, "This boy is the one for me." <laughs> <laughs> Homer Hickam, that guy right there. <laughs> That's the I, one. I have gotten much more into Jake Gyllenhaal um, in his like current phase of life, or uh, more accurate to my experience with him in his post Taylor Swift phase of life. <laughs> in because his Broadway phase of life. Oh yes, yes, so good. That's what did it for me. His Mister yeah. Music and John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Mm-hmm. Like singing, singing Gyllenhaal is the one that gets me. Yes. Big time. Big time. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm talking about everything except this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which like we are, we enjoyed this episode. So like no, we <laughs> we're still going to talk about all that needs to be talked about. This might just end up being a long ass episode. It, it prompted a lot for me. You know, it was, yeah. it planted the seeds for a lot of good thoughts for me. <laughs> That was a weird sentence. <laughs> uh, okay, so just to wrap up this scene, <laughs> uh, Jake gets like a full tray of food delivered from the cafeteria, like personally by a lunch lady. Um, and Mr. Corelli has no problem with that. He was like, well, we can't let you go hungry. It must be so tough being a celebrity. You can't have breakfast or whatever. And Miley blurts out that she knows what it's like to be a celebrity. Uh but she does not elaborate because she realized the error of her ways. And so Mr. Corelli sends her to the principal's office, which is really, really harsh. She did not actually like, and and she got in trouble because Jake like didn't bring a pencil. And he was like asking Miley if she could give him a pencil. And she was like, no, I only have, you know, the one I'm taking my test with. And Lily gives him her pencil. And then she asks Miley, Hey, wait, I need a pencil. (laughs) It's this, it's this whole thing that then, you know, leads to this blow up. <laughs> Jake gives Miley an autograph photo of himself, apparently to soften up the principal because the principal had like been hounding him about getting a signed photo. And I think we'll take a quick little break and then we'll get into what happens next because it is the actual a plot of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, so Miley leaves the classroom. She immediately tears up and, like, stomps on the photo (laughs) that Jake gave her. And Brie, the Hollywood reporter, comes up to her and is like, hey, what's the deal? Sounds like somebody doesn't like having a celebrity at school. And um, Miley is like, well, guess what? He's not the only celebrity at school. I'm Hannah Montana. (laughs) And why this woman doesn't believe her, I'm like, they're trying to convince us that the secret is better kept than it actually is. And I would argue that later on, uh, Brie should have been a little more of a hard-nosed reporter because she would have figured out the <laughs> truth. Um, but in any case, Brie doesn't believe her, and so Miley puts down her home address um, so that she can Which, prove like, it to her after stupid, school. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so Miley and Lily are discussing what she has just done <laughs> on the beach um and lily's like dude are you sure about this this seems kind of short-sighted and dumb (laughs) (laughs) um but jake shows up and he's in disguise which means he's wearing a baseball cap and sunglasses um (laughs) i mean it's it's pretty close to the level of like disguise that miley does to be hannah montana (laughs) he just puts something (laughs) on his head which is what she does (laughs) um so he wants to talk to Miley alone. He like asked Lily to leave. Um, and he says that he appreciates that Miley isn't falling all over him like everybody else. And it makes him really respect her opinion. Um, he also mentions that she's cute. And Miley's like, 
really you think I'm cute? Not that I care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's very middle school. (laughs) It is very middle school. (laughs) Um, Before the conversation can really go anywhere else, um, this fan goes up to Jake and is like, oh my God, you're Jake Ryan. And he tries to get him to say the like big line. Jake's like, sometimes I wish I could turn off being a star. And Miley's like, what really? And it's like, what do you mean? What really? That's what your entire, (laughs) that's what the entire conceit of this show is, is that sometimes you want to turn off being a star. (laughs) That's, that is the plot of Hannah Montana. It is the driving force of the narrative. And she's like, what do you mean? Sometimes you want to turn off being a star. I was like, girl, And I think Lily at some point too is like, you know, if you're if you reveal it's your Hannah, like people are going to be like this to you when you're Miley. So like which, Lily gets it, <laughs> which we already knew because <laughs> Hannah Montana is seen getting ambushed by fans constantly. Yeah, like like constantly getting ambushed by fans, and she has witnessed people get ambushed simply for having tickets to see Hannah Montana, like. <laughs> That, that all of this is suddenly a new concept to her. I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> this is your, this is your life. <laughs> um, That's very good. <laughs> anyway, Jake gets ambushed by fans on the beach and Miley is like, oh, well, I guess I made a mistake telling that reporter my secret. <laughs> I do, have to just, <laughs> I do have to just really quick say that this one fan that, like, ambushed Jake, mm-hmm. um, he was carrying a boogie board, which was just in stark contrast with the full, like, jeans and, like, several shirts he was wearing. <laughs> and I was like, where are you going with that? Are you, were you in the ocean? Is that just, like, the PA on the side of set, like, forgot to give you a prop? <laughs> <laughs> Like, shit, we need a reason for this boy to be here. I think my favorite thing about Disney Channel is just the lack of care that goes into the extras. (laughs) (laughs) It really has been a pleasure to witness. (laughs) Like, they really just... They really just don't care. (laughs) They're just like, uh... You, you, and you, come over here. You're you're Jackson's friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Uh It's my favorite (laughs) Um, so do we want to go ahead and finish the A plot or do we want to talk about the B plot, which is so not really consequential to the episode in any way? Let's finish out the A plot. Okay. Um, all right. So we're back at the house and honestly, if I were Robbie Ray and Miley told me what she had done, I would be furious at her because of all the hard work. I have put in to keeping this secret for you and like allowing you to have this life that you wanted that you would just throw it away one day at school. I'd be so mad. Also just handing out your home address to strangers. Yeah. To like a reporter who, if she ever got like another whiff of Miley actually being Hannah could just come by anytime she wants. Yeah. That's a major security concern. (laughs) Yeah. Um, where is Roxy right now? Where is Roxy when you need her? Where is Roxy right now? <laughs> oh my God. Everything would be solved, you know? Yeah. Um, so Robbie's plan is that when Bree shows up, he's going to make it sound like Miley is like a crazy person who just believes she's celebrities. Um, he says that last week she was the Olsen twins. Both of them talk about a full house. Yeah, um, a big laugh. <laughs> how, how do you think she was like, pretending to be the Olsen twins though like in this scenario like what could she do other than like chain smoke and like not eat like like how is she pretending to be the Olsen twins um they don't have any like strong personality characteristics no they really don't other than she was probably just like I don't know a lot of quick changes (laughs) talking to herself like you know like yeah I I don't know how to describe the movement that I'm doing but like <laughs> I think it would be less about like the specifics of the character and more mm-hmm. the fact that there's two of them. <laughs> you know, um, I think that's yeah. the acting challenge. Yeah. Um, 
Brie isn't immediately buying it. She says that she was able to do some research and determine that Hannah Montana lives in their neighborhood, which to me, I'm like, okay, if that information is just sitting out there, how has nobody put it together? Like it, because <laughs> there's also the fact that Robbie Ray is a well-known singer within this universe. And Robbie Ray is Hannah Montana's manager and father. Robbie Ray lives at this address. Therefore, <laughs> wouldn't Hannah Montana live at that address? Wouldn't people never see Hannah Montana, just see this other girl that looks just like Hannah Montana that's the right age and be like, oh, hmm, I wonder. So uh, this poses a question that I think gets answered later on in the series when uh, Miley starts to get her license. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, like, does Hannah Montana have like a social security number? Like, is she like right. upable? Because if you just go to any sort of like background check website, it would be probably pretty easy to find out where Hannah Montana lives. Um, if she were a person, like a registered person. Right. I don't think she is um, because they would have to like she's only one person. And when Miley Stewart was born, they didn't <laughs> register her as her future stage name. You know, like on the birth certificate, it doesn't say Miley Hannah Montana Stewart. Like it says Miley Stewart. Yeah. But like, I guess my question is like, how far does the lie go? Like when Hannah gets paychecks for her like appearances, Who's the check made out to? And can she like legally cash a check written to Hannah Montana? Do they have to let everybody know, like have it be under my actual given name, which is Miley Stewart, you know? Like I I would guess that they would probably make the checks out to Robbie because he uses his real name. Right. So they could just do that. And then he, as like her business manager, can put it wherever he wants. He can put it in like an account for her. I wouldn't say it's strictly ethical, but that's, like, the only explanation I have for that portion of it. Yeah, and that is how it goes when you're a minor and you don't necessarily have full control over the money you make when you're a child. Like, it goes to the parent or guardian. So that's sort of the dark side of the biz. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, I'm with you. Like, you can search records (laughs) to find people's, like, birth certificates and, um, you know, in all the information that's out there. And I, again, I get that the internet wasn't as big of a thing back then, but this is a reporter. This is a journalist. She has access to things. She has the time to follow through on things. Like, yeah. if I were Bree Samuels, I would be chasing this lead f- for like as far as it could take me, you know? Yeah. And and this is why I really didn't appreciate the episode that was all about how Robbie Ray, as himself, had a successful singing career that is just Billy Ray Cyrus's career. Um, because it it implies that he's famous enough that people can know him and recognize him. And he is also himself as he's doing all of the other Hannah things. Yeah. And, and the only disguise he wears is a mustache, but he still goes by his real name. Yeah. That yeah, that alone would give up the gig, you know? Yeah, because if you go to, like, his Wikipedia page... That's like, what it, I'm saying! And it would say, like, it always says, like, spouse, and then, like, two children. Miley Stewart and Jackson Stewart are probably on there. Right, but he's out here at, like, industry things being like, I'm Hannah Montana's father. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Do people think that... Wait, because this... Okay, say people are too dumb to figure out that Miley is Hannah Montana. Would they think that Miley is Hannah Montana's, like, twin sister or something? Like, and even that, that would bring her fame. That would bring people swarming her and wanting to meet Hannah Montana. Yeah, And then eventually they would have to reveal, actually, I play Hannah Montana. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm with (laughs) you. My point is this doesn't work. It doesn't add up. The receipts don't they don't they don't calibrate it's not it must be <laughs> that brie samuels is stupid you know if she is like an inner if she's an entertainment reporter be, everyone in the hmu is fucking stupid in the head because like 
But this is the like, easiest mystery to solve. <laughs> yeah, and like if she's an entertainment reporter, I'm sure she's done stuff on Robbie Ray, provided that she was still in the business however many years ago. She's not like a super young lady. She might have been in the business when Robbie Ray was like a bigger deal. So she should know. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably seen baby Miley, you know? Like yeah. she's probably seen pictures of Robbie Ray with his new baby, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> This isn't even the part of the episode that introduced the biggest um, plot wormhole for me. (laughs) Um, We'll get to it in a second. So Brie doesn't believe Robbie. And then Miley comes out and is like, it's okay, daddy. We can tell her the truth. And Miley is wearing this ridiculous outfit. I don't know where she got the components for it. Right? Um, I thought that too. (laughs) She's wearing like silver leggings. And I think they're hot pink leggings. Was the top the silver part? Yeah. Okay. And and then she's wearing this, like, huge, messy, ratty blonde wig. And she's, like, she's, like, doing a caricature of Hannah Montana, basically. Like, if Hannah Montana were, like, busted, um, <laughs> that's who she'd be playing. But she is, like, here, I'll even sing my song for you. And it's, this is the life. But she isn't singing it. She's just kind this of This is the life. It. <laughs> hold on tight uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that and again if i were brie samuels i'd be like but you know now that i think about it your speaking voice sounds a lot like hannah montana because you know hannah montana has to do interviews and stuff and like you look like hannah montana wearing a weird outfit in a crazy wig <laughs> like that's who you look like yeah yeah and um like you look like hannah montana if you slept in the wig but I guess, but I guess what ends up really selling it is that um, they make it out to be like this is a family problem because Jackson comes out in this like full Elvis costume that like he would not have been able to put on by himself. It's so complicated. <laughs> There's so much to it. It has a wig and like chest hair and like I a prosthetic belly. Chest hair. I could not and, stop looking at it. Yeah, and it's like a full like like the Elvis like jumpsuit and. Uh, and so he's, I guess, pretending to be Elvis. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but then the part of the episode that broke me was Bree Samuels turns around and Robbie Ray is wearing a mullet wig. And he says, hi, I'm Billy Ray Cyrus. Which means that Billy Ray Cyrus exists in the Hannah Montana universe. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Robbie Ray Stewart and Billy Ray Cyrus have the same songs. They have the same <laughs> career. They do. In a previous episode, we see concert footage for Robbie Ray that is just Billy Ray concert footage. And they have a daughter with the same first name. Does this mean that Miley Cyrus exists in the Hannah Montana universe? <laughs> I this, hope so. This this is this broke me. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you can't just say shit like that. So it's like that's a joke that was just for the parents. <laughs> uh like like it's clearly just there to be like a joke and to be like wink nudgy. They're not expecting us to take it seriously, but my whole my whole livelihood is on taking this shit seriously and piecing together the parts of the HMU. And this complicates things. Here's the thing. Everything everything in this show that really fucks with their narrative, <laughs> everything that screws up their like set timeline of events and their, you know, what they ask of us to suspend disbelief on... Everything ties back to Robbie Ray slash Billy Ray. Like, all of it. Like, if if they just fixated on, like, how to change that character, it would eliminate, like, 90% of the reasons why people would figure out the secret. Like, <laughs> but, but they keep doing this shit. I guess, like you said, is nods to the parents. I guess is like, throwaway jokes to get the studio audience to laugh. But they blow like cannonball holes into <laughs> into what they have laid out for us every time that they have Robbie Ray say shit like this. Well, so since he said it and since it's there, I want to entertain the idea of what it looks like. 
of <laughs> there being a universe where there's both a Robbie Ray Stewart and a Billy Ray Cyrus. I want to entertain. And they both have the songs Achy Breaky Heart and I Want My Mullet Back. And they both had mullets and they were both honky-tonk heartthrobs. And they both have daughters named Miley. But only one of them has a son named Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I want to think about what that means. I want to think about what that could be. Is it just a crazy coincidence? Is Robbie Ray like... Were they like competitors? Is he like a tribute band? Is he like a cover band? Is he like an impersonator? Is that the whole thing? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What if that's it? What if Robbie Ray's whole career as a singer was just as a Billy Ray Cyrus like tribute act? And then maybe it was just like a coincidence that their daughters have the same name and look identical. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh! I, it like it, it's like actually hurting my brain to try and think about this. Like it's. I, like, need you to do the talking for a little bit. I'm, like, reckoning with this right now. I'm just saying, like, if those are the facts that Disney's presenting us, like, I know that it's supposed to be a joke, but like you said, if we're supposed to take it seriously. We can't take it as a joke. Well, let's take it seriously. So let's say that that's true. (laughs) The only great explanation I can think of, other than just, like, some weird doppelganger shit, or hasn't the, like... There hasn't been a crossover with Wizards of Waverly Place yet, right? Because Wizards no, of Waverly was, Place. There was the That's So Raven Sweet Life crossover. Well, That's So Raven does have like a mystical element. The only other thing that could explain it other than just like crazy coincidence that these two people look identical is some mm-hmm. sort of like time travel component, right? So <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I'm going to need you to elaborate on that because I don't, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of parallel universe situation. Uh, are they? What is, what is the parallel universe? <laughs> where I don't know. Where there is two identical. I don't know. I'm I'm losing the train of thought. But I'm just saying that's just a way to explain it. We have to take the facts. Okay. Obviously, the HMU is a different U than our U. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> However, um, it's a universe that's very similar to ours. Um, perhaps in this universe. Billy Ray Cyrus did have his career, but his daughter did not have hers. Like, maybe maybe it's the universe where, like, Miley Cyrus never changed her name to Miley. Maybe she stayed Destiny yep, Hope. Destiny Hope, yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, like, Billy Ray was kind of the Robbie Ray of their universe, but, but Robbie Ray's there too. Maybe this is a universe where doppelgangers are like so common in um, the music industry. That it just like matter. That's why nobody's like, hey, Miley and Hannah look so much alike. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm favoring the Robbie Ray is just a Billy Ray impersonator. That's sort of the narrative that I'm choosing to believe because I... it also implies the fact that Billy Ray had like a real career that wasn't narrowed down to two songs because I always wrote him off as like a one hit wonder. He was a one hit wonder. The second song is one that like okay in the in the that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana in the Hannah Montana cross in their like episode of the crossover, which is not really a crossover episode. It just has a tiny bit of Ashley Tisdale in it. Um, the entire plot of the episode, I felt um, Robbie Ray had like pitched to the writers or like had put in his contract that like, Hey, I've got a new album coming out soon. I need to be able to like do one of the songs on the show. I need you to write something so that I can do that. That's been my strong feeling about it because otherwise there's like no real point to having that be the story. It doesn't really appeal to the target audience. Um, So, so that brings up, (laughs) To Billy Ray Cyrus within the Hannah Montana universe <laughs> happened to release that album. Robbie Ray heard it and was like, oh, this makes me want to go out and perform these new songs because I'm a Billy Ray cover artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like uh, I need to get out like a whiteboard with like I know, strings. To- <laughs> <laughs> like, dangerously close to like Pepe Sylvia territory here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Okay, but 
So Robbie Ray was like presented as being a very famous person in this episode that I just mentioned. He was posited as like being a very big deal in Sweden. And he was very big with like, with like moms that love country music. And it's like, but if that's the case, wouldn't they then be Billy Ray fans instead of Robbie Ray fans? Because Robbie Ray just like copies. Maybe Robbie Ray is better. Maybe he's a better performer than Billy Ray. Hmm. Bold statement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bold stance. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, we have no way of knowing. We'll never get the answers to these questions. No. (laughs) We just like, we just need to come up with something so that we can move on with our lives. I feel like if I were Billy Ray Cyrus and I knew that there was an impersonator of me who was maybe better at it than me. (laughs) Who does all better than him. I would also retire from the public eye. I'd be like, it's not worth it, you know? It's kind of embarrassing for me. Yeah, someone (laughs) can do me better than me. Why bother? Mm-hmm. Let me take my daughter, Destiny Hope, and we're going to jump out of the spotlight forever. And yeah, his comeback album. <laughs> Where Robbie Ray heard and was like, I got to get back out there. <laughs> I, I must perform I Want My Mullet Back to sold out crowds. Because, you know, since Billy Ray was off the grid, I could see that uh, Robbie Ray's career would come to a stop because there was no more base material to base his career off of. So that was when he had time to pass the baton onto Hannah, onto Miley, and help her out. But then when Billy Ray had his, like, comeback, (laughs) um, he then had to jump back in. And that was maybe what what prompted that. That's what I think is happening. I can accept that theory for the time being until they get a a new maddening piece of information about Robbie Ray. Um, (laughs) I I was not anticipating when I started this project to have the like single thing that consistently fucked with the premise being the dad character. (laughs) (laughs) But every time we hit a snag where it's like, wouldn't this cause problems? It always goes back to him. It always goes back to fucking Robbie Ray. <laughs> I used to cover up the fact that he's a bad actor. <laughs> he can't play anyone <laughs> other than Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is fun. It's fitting that I have you back for this B plot as you were the guest when. Um, Jackson's car made its first appearance as this B plot is also about Jackson's car. Yeah. Um, it's the same car. It's the same possibly chick car. Um, but Jackson has just got it painted blue, which didn't help the chick car situation. In my, I opinion. think it looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got it painted blue and, uh, he's like using the only term I could come up with was car buffer. Is that correct? What what would we call? I think that yeah, the thing, the thing that they use on cars. the thing they use to polish cars. <laughs> yeah, which I've never the, like handheld thing do. to polish a car. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, he's holding one of those, and he like lets Oliver uh, take it, but he's like, careful, it's got a real kick, and like Oliver starts using it, and it immediately flings him off screen. Um, which I, I feel like, is that like in Mitchell Musso's contract that he has to be flung somewhere in every episode? Because it happens a lot. <laughs> we just depend on the gentlemen of this series to bring us all the physical comedy. We That's really just, do. I think it's before we found a sense of their characters. So like what we needed was just Jackson and Oliver to like throw themselves into things all the time. <laughs> um. In any case, uh, Robbie Ray rolls up in this sleek convertible that he just bought that looks incredibly impractical for a man with two children. Um, <laughs> it, like, only has the front seats. Um, you, like, can't even sit in the back of it. It's, so, it's like, one of those. It's like, a, it's, like, a little silver Mercedes type thing. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Um, 
Robbie forbids Jackson from like even going near the car or like looking at it or breathing on it. So just to jump in here, um, Mm -hmm. Robbie Ray does say a line that I did not understand when I watched this 10 years ago and I still don't understand it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When he's like, I don't want you like thinking about this car. I don't want you breathing on this car. I don't want you looking at this car for longer than 10 seconds without express written consent of major league baseball (laughs) oh yeah what does that mean i didn't understand it when i first saw it and i remember watching this being like i remember 10 years ago not understanding what this meant and i still don't yeah i don't get that either (laughs) um in the previous episode uh i michael and i were talking about the previous episode and he had a similar question about like another like uh weird thing like that where it's like weird and kind of ambiguous and like we don't really get what is meant by that it um, makes me think it's maybe like a flubbed line that they just did too many takes and they were like whatever we got to move on yeah like robbie couldn't remember who he needed express permission from so he just said major league baseball <laughs> or like it seems like the connotation is like don't breathe on my car until you have money to fix whatever you will destroy it with which you will only get from like a professional major league sports contract (laughs) you know if that is what that meant that is like (laughs) the weirdest way of putting it i had to think about it because it sounds like maybe he fucked up the line (laughs) you know it does kind of sound like he did now that you now that you say it yeah i i was like okay moving on (laughs) when i I heard that i was like okay dude i know i would have ignored it but i just i didn't like 10 years have gone by and i still don't get it (laughs) like maybe that's on me Maybe it's not, though, <laughs> if I still don't. <laughs> now that I have a college degree under my belt. Yeah. I, it, we got the gist. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a line I, I have thought about for too long. Like, I put too much thought into it. <laughs> um, so Jackson is going to take Jennifer. First time hearing of Jennifer. Yeah. He was with Melissa in the previous episode. So it's a new girl for Jackson. Um. He's going to take her to a Coldplay concert, but I guess his car won't start. So he begs Robbie Ray to take the fancy car. Um, And I like fully missed the part where Robbie agreed that Jackson could use it. I didn't catch it at all until he came back in the car later. (laughs) Um, This this is like probably the longest uninterrupted B-plot segment we've had like maybe in the history of the show thus far. It... We get, like, the full B-plot in this scene. Um, Jackson, I guess, pulls out, like, hairspray from his car. He calls it sculpting spray. Um, Which, like, his hairstyle does not merit that. Right, exactly. His His hair is, like... Yeah, it's, like, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Like, why would Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, like, use sculpting spray for your hair? Maybe, but he just does not have the style for it. Doesn't make sense. Right, um, so I guess Robbie agrees to let him take it. Again, I didn't catch that part at all. Um, but, uh, Robbie takes Jackson's car to get a new battery, um, while he was out at the concert. But when he comes back, we discover that, uh, Jackson's car had the driver's door ripped off. <laughs> yeah. We never find out why, right? We never find out. Um, what apparently doing. it got ripped off by a garbage truck. Oh. Um, which sure, sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> it, and there's the mechanics of that. He would have had to like leave the car door open mm-hmm. and then left it at the car dealership for a garbage truck to get close enough to rip off the door. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the point is, oh, the tables have turned. <laughs> um. Uh, when Jackson comes back, he uh, Robbie Ray is immediately like, Jackson can't know. I have to cover this up. So he like tries to tempt Jackson um, with wrestling and with brownies. <laughs> and and but when I say wrestling, he doesn't mean like watching wrestling. He means like he and Jackson will wrestle. Yeah, let's wrestle like we used to, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jackson reveals that I guess. Jennifer's dad's pet Rottweiler put a small scratch on the car, um, on Robbie's car. It was so small that, like, 
I think it was pretty insignificant. I think it could get buffed out pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Robbie didn't even notice it when he drove up. So clearly it's not that big of a deal. Um, he does start to get mad about it and then remembers that he did something objectively worse. <laughs> so um, he then tries to get Jackson to go back inside. Um, Jackson's like, wait, I got to put my sculpting spray back and immediately finds out about the door. <laughs> um. And, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, he spends the rest of the episode, like, trying to make it up to Jackson with, like, buying him shit. Like, oh, Jackson, he's coming, yeah. Yeah, we just, like, hear that offhand. It, it then isn't really part of the rest of the episode. Yeah. So that's um, the B-plot. <laughs> so it's, like, it's hard to believe that, like, Jake Ryan was part of this episode. We talked about him so long ago. <laughs> Well, there were some important things to address. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I will say Jake's outfit when we first meet him is like a printed shirt with an unzipped hoodie over it with a pinstripe blazer over that. And um, and that's how we're introduced to him. So I would say take off one of those layers. And that is actually pretty representative of what people everyone of what people wore in when when i was going to school at that age which was in that area i went to school in southern california that is not unlike what people wore (laughs) right i would say Um, pick the blade will probably take off the blazer but other than that like he dressed pretty representative of how the people i went to school with dressed actually that was like the one that was on target for me i the thing is that like he and Oliver are both wearing like three shirts at all times. And I don't quite know why. I, like, it's not cold. They don't need layers. <laughs> well, so uh, hear me out because this is the weather that is happening currently. Uh, so Southern California fall is crazy because it's sort of in a desert. So it's cold in the morning before the sun comes up. It's like 40, 50 degrees in the morning. And then the sun comes up and it's like 85 and then as soon as the sun goes down at, like, 5 o'clock, it's 50 degrees again. So you actually get a very wide range of weather throughout the day. So when you are going to middle school or high school, dressing, picking an outfit is a fucking nightmare. Because it's like, do you bring a jacket and then carry it around for the, for most of the day? Or do you freeze in the morning? I mean, I think it is a similar situation, like... Uh, even where I am in Oregon, because the weather changes so quickly, like it can seem sunny and nice, then it'll start raining. Um, but I will say that we don't, I, I like, I accept your answer. And <laughs> um, we don't see these characters anywhere except school or on the beach. True. The be- yeah, beach is um, which, which are both pretty consistent in their temperatures as represented on this show. <laughs> So I I don't quite buy it. <laughs> I don't think that that level of dramaturgical work went into this. <laughs> I have to say dramaturgical every time you're on now. <laughs> it's my word of choice. <laughs> um, but I mean, these outfits, you know, they're so distracting that you could even refer to them as phenomenologically hot. Um <laughs> I was going to say, everything that Miley wears in this episode is terrible. So. <laughs> Would you it's say bad. it's, oh, it's, it's bad. distracting enough that it's phenomenologically hot? It was extremely, her outfit at the end when she was being shitty Hannah, that was extremely phenomenologically hot. <laughs> this is, again, a joke that is like not going to mean anything to the vast majority of people listening to this. It's It's funny to us. (laughs) Jeff Prohl, if you're listening. (laughs) I know that you are. (laughs) He's the last person that I would expect (laughs) to be listening to. Can you imagine? (laughs) I I I really can't imagine him sitting down to like listen to he's like, oh, a new episode dropped, and he like sits down to like listen. Uh, yeah, for those listening, Jeff Pearl is an old college professor of ours who just recently <laughs> retired. He's like a theater professor um, who uh, whose specialty is Chekhov plays. Um, <laughs> so this is not quite his material, I imagine. 
Um, there's about 50 years of age difference between us, so. <laughs> if not more, honestly. <laughs> Welcome on the show. <laughs> Dude, if Jeff wanted to be on the show and, like, actually break down the dramaturgy of Hannah Montana, I would lose my mind. <laughs> Let's get him and Cody Lindley on here together. What if we got them on the same one? <laughs> Again, this, I'm, I apologize so few of you are going to appreciate this conversation. I don't apologize. <laughs> well, it's my show. I have to take responsibility. <laughs> um, on that note, this is, I think, going to be our longest episode thus far by like a lot. You, um, I had a lot of garbage to say that you can totally cut if you need to. <laughs> a lot of what I said did not matter. <laughs> um, was there anything that we didn't touch on? I think I, we got it. I mean, <laughs> I we I'm like, it. we covered, we, we covered so far out <laughs> to the basis that like it's impossible. Yeah. No, I think for once I'm done talking. <laughs> You're over. It's done. <laughs> yeah. I think I said everything I needed to say. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, do you want to plug where people can find you? I'm sure they know by now, but just in case. Yes, but I love hearing myself talk. So I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you can find I host a couple of podcasts right now. I have TBTV Throwback Television, which is a podcast where my friend and I watch your favorite early 2000s tween sitcoms like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network shows, watch them back as grown ass adults, see how they hold up. I also just launched my next project called It's Broadway Bitch, where I, a theater enthusiast, sit down with my friend Christina, who's a microbiologist and hates musicals. And uh, I tried to educate her and we talk back and forth about that. It's a good time. You can also find me on the social needs at Alana Fine Woman, like fine man, but I'm a lady on all your favorites like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Twitch, which is something that I just started doing. So I'm what are you doing over on Twitch? Um, so uh, Michael Stahl, who I believe was on your podcast last week, mm-hmm. and then Courtney, who is a regular guest, uh, we are trying to Twitch stream together, doing like really casual, low maintenance games like Uno and like Settlers of Catan, that sort of stuff. Can um, I like be part of that? That's hundred percent, hundred percent. We are still working out the kinks, but we're just about there. You are a hundred percent invited. Okay, kick ass, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure I'll be back very soon. Um, thank you. I always there's so much time. to talk about this season. <laughs> I'm sorry for the longest episode. <laughs> I mean, I I contributed, <laughs> but I have. If fun. I didn't want it to happen, I would have stopped it. <laughs> True. But thank you for having. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, thanks so much to all of you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed uh, this crazy drawn out episode. Um, And I hope you'll join me next week where we'll be talking season one, episode 15, more than a zombie to me. It's going down, you guys. Um, And in the meantime, go ahead, give us a follow on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.